0: The show is sponsored by the Metabolic Institute, which is the place to go to heal. They're a functional medicine clinic operated by staff who care about you and are dedicated to help you improve the quality of your life. Please visit them at www.themetabolic-institute.com or call 509 747 7066. Today, my guest is nurse practitioner Debbie Judd, and she's from the Metabolic Institute in Washington State. Debbie's passion is to motivate others to realise their potential so they may experience a life of health, vitality, and freedom from disease. Debbie has spent years working alongside cutting edge physicians who are nationally known experts in the field of diabetes, hormone regulations, nutrition and their related complications. Through her guidance and functional approach, clients experienced a renewed understanding and sense of balance that nurtures the mind, body, and soul. Thank you for joining us today, Debbie.
1: Thank you, Linda. I'm really excited to be a part of this um, in my years of... Practicing as a functional medicine um, provider for patients, I have uh, had the opportunity to use low-dose naltrexone, which I know is what we're going to be discussing in part today. And I've had such good results with it. It, uh, it just excites me to be a part of your group here. So oh, thank you.
0: Wonderful. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to have you with us. But first of all, for the people listening, who is Debbie Judd? What has made you the person you are today? Did you always want to go into medicine?
1: Well, I suppose I could say yes, I did. I remember um, my days as a candy striper, and I must have been, gosh, middle school, high school, I suppose, when you do that. And uh, I was working in a hospital setting at that time and feeding patients, and I just felt like, wow, this is really what I want to do because I'm actually helping people. He would, You know, I'd see people get better. And so that t- took me into the next phase of my life where I did have a mentor who was a nurse, and she absolutely loved her job of helping people. And so I thought, well, that's what I want to do. So I did. I went to nursing school. When I got out of school, I actually started working uh, in an orthopedic uh, hospital and did that for a few years, went on, uh, worked in surgery for probably 15 years. And I think that was the turning point that drove me to more integrative functional medicine because I was seeing patients come through that we were preparing for surgery. And I remember saying to myself, this person really doesn't need this surgery if their lifestyle would be supportive as far as being healthy, mm-hmm. if they were eating right, if they were exercising. And I just kept seeing that over and over and over, and it made me want to leave that setting. And I started working for an integrative practitioner for about five, six years and realized the different world out there. I, um was very focused on surgery but when I got out of there I realized there was so much more you could do for patients and that just took me on a journey for you know working for him then I ended up working for a couple of people who wrote a national best-seller book I worked for them for about ten years and then my husband and I actually opened our own functional medicine um, private practice and we've been thriving for the last 11 years in a small town called spokane washington and uh we're doing great things we're loving it
0: mm-hmm. you're very very well qualified and very
1: yeah experienced. yeah so i've probably been a nurse for well i'd say a gazillion years probably at least 40 years and then um when we opened our practice my husband and i did decide i needed to go back and become a nurse practitioner I went back to um, Gonzaga University here and got my nurse practitioner degree and have been practicing functional medicine ever since. I did go to um, A4M. I went through their whole fellowship program and actually am repeating it for a second time just so I can stay updated on the current information, I've done a lot of their advanced certification, the endocrinology part, the, the nutrition exercise part. So I'm very involved um, and continue to be with A4M and IFM too.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, what are your first steps that you take when a patient comes in to see you feeling, let's just say, unwell and you've got to start from scratch finding out what's wrong with them? What do you do?
1: Well, first and foremost, I try to connect with them because most of these people have been through what I call the Wheel of Healers. They've been to multiple specialists, their their provider, um, a new provider, and everybody is telling them that they're fine, but yet they know they're not fine. And so I try to listen to that and really connect with the patient so that they know that I do care Mm -hmm. and I am going to try and go to great lengths in helping them try to figure out what what is out of balance in their system. And then, of course, I think history is huge with these patients. Um, I do have them fill out a health questionnaire prior to coming in, and it is quite lengthy. And I do review that prior to their initial visit. I fill out what's called a functional medicine matrix so that I have you know, all of their data or their story organized because that's how I practice. And then we spend a good hour just going through that history, finding out what their goals are, um, timeline as far as different health um, issues is important in functional medicine. So I try to figure out what the, the antecedents, the triggers, and the mediators are. And then we decide at that first visit what we're going to do for testing. You know, what labs do we need to do? Where do we need to start with them? Mm. So that's my first yeah, uh, interview with a patient. But I think connecting with them and letting them understand that I'm on their side and I'm not just going to tell them that they're fine. I think that's that goes a long way.
0: It certainly does, especially when... Many medical professionals will tell people that, you know, they just need um, antidepressants. It's in the head. There's right. nothing wrong. You know, they're, right. they're fine. Right. It's yeah. uh, very depressing in itself. Yeah, isn't it, it is. That? We
1: have a dietitian in our office here, too. So um, that's a big, huge part of our practice where um, at some point everybody, uh, their diet becomes a focus, whether that's an ongoing focus, trying to help them change in a big way or maybe just fine tuning things but that's that's equally important we also discuss exercise which i think is part of it even if it's just taking a walk around the block you know that's good enough for some people Mm -hmm.
0: and what age groups do you treat do you treat um from babies up until you know elderly patients we
1: we do yes Mm -hmm. it's the whole lifespan and and I think when you use the functional medicine approach, that approach applies to all age groups. So we do we do you know I've gotten one year olds, two year olds, all the way up to uh, you know the eighty plus year olds. Mm-hmm. So you must, and probably my sorry. my biggest clientele would be probably the middle age person. With more gut-related issues, hormonal imbalance issues, but no, the whole lifespan.
0: Uh-huh. I was going to say, what conditions would you say you mostly treat?
1: Well, with uh, you know, as, as functional medicine providers understand, the gut is primary, and so we do a lot of GI health, looking for pathogens, food allergens. Um, leaky gut phenomenon, Um, so that's a huge big issue. I do a lot of hormone health for both men and women, so looking at the hormones, treating with bioidenticals, looking at adrenal health, thyroid health, all of that. Yeah, those are probably the primary. A lot Mm -hmm. of food allergies. We do heavy metal toxicity. We do some IV therapy here. Um, I think the sky's the limit when you're dealing with functional medicine. And then, in, you know, I have accounts with all the primary um, labs that most providers, functional medicine providers use too.
0: Mm-hmm. So what would you, um, I was going to say, it's gone now. Um, do you go through other treatments before you get to LDN when you were prescribing or do you use LDN as a first line treatment?
1: It's i it, i it depends on the patient. There have been some patients that have come in. For example, I had a patient with uh, last week a new patient, primary progressive MS, and he his first visit he had mentioned that he'd done his own research and um, went to his neurologist and asked about LDN, and the neurologist didn't know anything about it, but was willing. To prescribe it so he had been on it but didn't have a a great initial reaction so went off of it and I'm like oh no you definitely need to be on this I think maybe we just need to lower the dose for you. And so he is subsequently back on it and doing very well with it. But he's also somebody that we're doing heavy metal testing on. We're doing food sensitivity testing. We're doing gut testing on him. So probably the majority of my people, um, we do a workup that might include more um, GI testing, um, hormone testing, depends on what their goals are and what they come in for. But There are those obvious ones, just like he, he, that um, he needed to be on LDN without a doubt. Probably my autoimmune people, they would be somebody that I would say, yes, let's go ahead and get you started on it right away. Mm -hmm. And then we can continue to work them up for other issues.
0: So if you had a patient with any of those um, conditions that you were mentioning earlier, if they were... Overweight, and due to being overweight and having a medical condition as well, that they found it difficult to exercise. How would you tackle the weight issue and the exercise?
1: Well, the nutrition part, and I, it, what I have found through the years, many years of um, practicing functional medicine, and at one time when I was an RN, I was doing just nutrition counseling too and people who are not able to exercise I usually start with diet first um, and we have a, a body composition machine it's called a seca and we use that to help determine what their protein intake requirements are and then we get them started on you know the right amount of protein definitely water, water is huge and just start working with them on their nutrition plan. Um, we certainly include the whole entire family, um, the spouse for sure, and maybe if there's children involved, we encourage the whole family to come in because it does become a family um, process. I think for success, and so the dietitian will work with them on you know one-on-one or a family basis, and continuing to just help them transition into a healthier whole foods um, type of diet and then when they are able to do some sort of exercise I mean they can you know hopefully get in the water and just do some water resistance types of exercises or just walking around the block so so diet and um, exercise are huge for us but if they can't exercise then we certainly start with the diet part of it. And I think by that time, when people come to us, they're ready. And you know, I think when people have gone through the wheel of healers, um, they get so discouraged by the time they find somebody who's willing to work with them and will listen to them. Um, we haven't had any major problems with people not complying.
0: Mm-hmm. And what kind of success have you had with LDN? I mean, have you prescribed
1: oh, awesome. it? Sorry? <laughs> I think LDN is awesome. <laughs> We've had wonderful success. Um, you know, I've learned, I used to start people on the 4.5, and I, you know, soon learned that for some people that was too much. And so now I'm, depends on the person, but I do titrate their dose up. But, um, for example, I had a 17-year-old girl that, at the time that was on two different, she had major allergies. She was on two different steroids plus some over-the-counter um, allergy medications. And we started her on LDN, and she's now off of everything. The only thing she takes now is LDN, and she's doing beautifully um, I mean, there are so many success stories with LDN. I mean, even people that are coming in and they just can't, it's like their level of health has dropped. You know, they may be people that are active and they may even be people that are eating well, but maybe stress is the biggest component in their life, and, and they feel like they just aren't themselves and they don't have the energy, they don't have the stamina, they can't hike like they used to, that kind of thing. And I've used LDN on those people, and I tell them it's just going to bring your whole level of health up to where it was, and it does. And people just do so well on it. I take it myself.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And and I've probably been on it for five years now, and uh, I feel like I'm able to do what I'm doing in my practice Um, I'm a grandma I've got you know a a spouse I've got three children of my own and a very full life and I'm sure that if I weren't on LDN I wouldn't be able to keep up with it all so I'm very pleased that's wonderful Mm -hmm.
0: do you have any other examples of um, using LDN in your patients
1: cancer patients I've had patients who've come to me that have cancer Um, they're either doing traditional uh, methods, or they're trying to do more natural approaches to treating their different cancers and um, put them definitely on LDN. I think I had this one patient, 45-year-old, who had uh, breast cancer. And uh, she didn't want to do chemo. She didn't want to do radiation. She ended up having a lumpectomy. We put her on the LDN. And then, of course, always working with nutrition and supplements and food sensitivity and gut testing and all of that. And that's always ongoing with these patients. But um, put her on the LDN. And to this day, she's doing beautifully. Energy level came back up. Cancer's in remission. Um, She's doing great. Yeah. I'm trying to um <laughs>
0: Fantastic I had a story. younger
1: I had a a, a young twelve year old, I believe it was, that again it was a lot of allergies, very, very um allergic, even IGE allergies that were multiple. And um finally talked the parents into trying the L D N. So we started this little girl on it was two milligrams and She's still on the same dose, doing beautifully. The sensitivities are down. She's able to eat a, a more variety of foods, and so doing very well. I don't, I actually am trying to even think of any patients who are not taking it that I've started on it. I think everybody's continuing on it and just doing the quality of life is huge with it. Mm-hmm. It's made a big difference for these people. Yeah.
0: And have any of your patients, how long have you been prescribing LDN? Seven years Mm -hmm. now. So Mm -hmm. in that seven years, have any of your patients reported any negative side effects?
1: Initially, when I was using the higher dose at first, um, the sleep, Mm -hmm. the insomnia was an issue. And since I've started now, titrating doses up, I'm not getting any complaints whatsoever. Oh, that's, None that's really good. Yeah. I haven't had one complaint. Yeah. And I think the the key is is knowing your patient, know what dose to start at and then just be willing to titrate it up. If you if you go up and it seems like it's creating a little bit of insomnia, then I just back down to a, a lower dose and they do really well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for people who want to contact you, do you only do face-to-face consultations or do you do remote ones as well by Skype we, we or something? We can do
1: remote. Yeah. I, I like to see my patients um I like to be able to put my hands on them and take their blood pressure and you know, feel their thyroid and all of that, so we certainly encourage that, but we do have people that are in different states, like even California and back east we have a few patients, and so I'm willing to do that if if it means being able to help them. Or the other thing that I do too is I also try to find them a functional medicine provider in their area. Mm -hmm. And and some of the people that do travel, they'll come maybe for the initial, and then we do mostly phone follow-ups. Um, I encourage them to at least be in the office at least once a year, so I can do an annual on them. Yes. Yeah.
0: And then, if you need, if you're doing it remotely, do you work with their own physician for the blood tests yes. and things?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. We try to coordinate that. Um, I find that I tend to be a lot more thorough than most um, traditional providers, and so I'm always. Um, Encouraging them to let me do all their labs, and then they can take a copy to their their um, primary, you know, care doctor because it'll have everything that their doctor needs, and then some on it. So what but do, we do work with the other doctors.
0: Mm, yes. So what do you traditional doctors think to your approach, and especially to LDN? Have any shown any resistance?
1: I really haven't. Um, this. Patient that has the primary progressive MS that came in just last week, um, I just took over his order for the LDN because his doctor said, Yeah, if she knows about it, then let her, you know, monitor you and prescribe it. And so, a lot of the doctors, at least here in Spokane, are willing to work with me. Um, I believe my reputation is pretty good in town. So, um, they're like, yeah, if Debbie wants to do that, let her do that. Oh. So I've had pretty good luck with that.
0: Yeah. Well, that's really good. And yeah, it is. Does your practice have a Facebook group or anything that people can connect with you with social media?
1: We do have Facebook. Um, my medical assistant is Kind of monitoring that, and you know, I get on there when I can. <laughs> um, we have our website. Um, we certainly have our email, which is on our website that I do respond to. I'm going through those every day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: And of course, you were talking about gut health, and from the, all the conferences that I've organized, there's always at least one of the speakers who always mentions that. The gut is the the second brain, and you have mm-hmm. to you know if, if the gut's not working properly, nothing's mm-hmm. going to. That's to work right. Properly.
1: That's that's our motto. If your gut isn't healthy, nothing else will be. So, yes. right, yeah.
0: And how do you go yeah. about sorting out the gut, finding out whether the people have got SIBO, leaky gut, um, and all these other conditions that are not necessarily Crohn's or ulcerative colitis? or even um, celiac disease, how do you go about regulating or fixing the Determining, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, History is huge. Uh, You know, I always go back to history and really pay attention to uh, symptoms, when they started, what might be some triggers. And obviously more people are more aware of their body than others, But um, I do stool testing. I have a couple of different labs that I do if I feel that that's appropriate. I also feel that the food sensitivity, um, those are big triggers for GI symptoms. And so I will encourage people to do some testing or will offer them to try to do an elimination diet if they want to start there. Because what we what I find out all the time is when people start cleaning up their diet, then a lot of the GI symptoms will go away. And then if they don't, then we may go on to do um, different stool tests to see if they've got pathogens or some digestive imbalances or uh, absorption ba- imbalances, things like that. But I think history is huge. Mm-hmm. And they're just helping people, teaching people how to be aware of the cause and effect of what they put on that fork, and how that affects their body is is um, very important. That's a skill that they can have for the rest of their lives.
0: Well, I know,
1: knowing mm, what their triggers are.
0: Yes, talking about triggers, um, I was on a gluten-free, dairy-free, processed, sugar-free diet, but I was still getting really bad stomach pains. And I was tested and I had SIBO and then I had a test for food sensitivity Uh and I thought my diet was pretty good, but I can't, I'm sensitive to yeast. So even, you know, the bread that I was having that was gluten-free was a no-no. Eggs. So it's just like, oh, right, eggs. Um, Almonds. Mm -hmm. Um, sesame seeds the, these the, and there were i don't know 20 different things that i considered healthy um right uh cashew nuts peanuts mm-hmm. I, I couldn't have and all these kind of things but the the most difficult out of that even i'd got used to not having the gluten was the yeast and the eggs I found mm-hmm. that really difficult because I can still eat walnuts. So I I don't care that I can't eat all the other nuts and pistachios as well. I think it's another one I couldn't have. I didn't really mind because I could just have the walnuts. But mm-hmm. eggs, it's very difficult, isn't it? Because I was cooking using eggs. Right. And then yes. suddenly, you know, no eggs, no yeast. <laughs> y- I found mm-hmm. that really difficult.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's...
0: But you can't cheat, can you? Because the the only person you're
1: cheating That's on right. is yourself. That's right, you know? and that immune system knows when you cheat.
0: Exactly, <laughs> and I had um, really bad stomach ache, and it it had stopped sorting out the the SIBO. It was it was quite um, quite bad, but yeah it's learning about your body and knowing not to cheat Mm -hmm. just very quickly Mm -hmm. we we went to a farmer's market and this lady had got the jersey cow and she was selling raw milk and she was saying people that were still intolerant of dairy could have this and she knew anyway i tried some of it and for two days i had diarrhea and chronic Um, chronic stomach ache Mm -hmm. and i thought yeah. I'm not testing that ever again.
1: Right, right. <laughs> I felt right, so Ill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the power of food. I yeah. know. It's, but we it... really have to look at food as medicine because mm. it is. Either it's good medicine or bad medicine for us, and so we mm. need to realize the effect. And when somebody, like in your case, I mean, you have to not only eliminate the triggers, like your food sensitivities, you're looking for pathogens, you eliminate those, but then you have to be on a very aggressive gut healing protocol with all the right nutrients um, for that that gut healing, and and we now have zonulin as a marker available to us through some of our labs, which makes it really nice to um, I mean, just show the patient, yes, you do have leaky gut. And so, you know, here's the protocol that we're going to start you on. And then you have objective information for testing to see how effective your treatment plan is. Mm. But I think the education to patients, and again, you know, functional medicine is a little different approach than what they're used to. So engaging them as being a, a, a partner in their health care, um, I think it's very empowering for them, especially when they start seeing improvements in their health. Yes. And then, of course, the whole family ends up getting involved, <laughs> and then the sisters and the aunts and the uncles and grandpas and grandmas. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing when people get on board with health.
0: It is. And we have yeah. run out of time. So we've got your advert there with all your details on it. Um, but just to say again that it's dot the Metabolic-Institute.com. And what a pleasure it's been speaking with you uh, today, Debbie. Really
1: enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you so very much. I appreciate it.
0: This show is sponsored by the Metabolic Institute, which is the place to go to heal. They're a functional medicine clinic operated by staff who care about you and are dedicated to help you improve the quality of your life. Please visit them at www.themetabolic-institute.com or call 509-747-7066.